Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, the Set Apart Podcast. We are so excited to be able to be talking with you today and just having a conversation between me and my wife. My name is Michael Bolivinos. My name's Hannah. And we are so excited to be able to talk with you guys today. This is actually the first episode of our podcast. And if you guys want to get connected with us on social media, we're both on TikTok and Instagram. We'll put our handles down in the description of this podcast episode. Um, but really, we just want to jump into why we're doing this podcast. And if you hear a white noise sound in the background, that is actually from our baby. He's, he's sleeping right now <laughs> in the other room. So if you hear white noise... It's not a hiss from the microphone. It's from our baby sleeping. <laughs> <It's Mateo. laughs> um, really, we just want to see a generation that is set apart for Jesus. Um, because there is so much coming at this generation, uh, especially in the ages of like 10 to 25. There is so much coming at us uh, from the world, from movies, from TV shows, from social media. And uh, my dad always said this analogy from the ages of really eight to your mid-twenties, you're wet cement. And what that means is everything that is uh, around us, everything that is said to us, everything that is influenced on us leaves an imprint. So really, we just want to be able to be people who we have the right imprints on our life. And we want to be set apart for Jesus so that we aren't uh, affected by what anything that Satan or the world is trying to attack us with. And we just want people who uh, know their identity, have freedom in any area they want to. They're not, they're not barred down by shame, anxiety, fear, um, anything like that. We just want to be able to give you guys the tools, um, just different practical tips and things, and even community where we can talk about those things, share about those things, be vulnerable with each other, and really get freedom and just equip you guys with tools to be set apart for Jesus as you're growing up in your uh, young years. Yeah, I think that what Michael just said was awesome. I think that these years are the years that you are the most moldable and the most changes and the most things are pressed on you and there's so many pressures and so many things that are yeah, just coming up against you. And so we want to be able to help you guys. And we've walked alongside many people that from their age of 16 to 22, and we've seen the things that they're struggling with. And it's even more so now than even when we were in high school. I'm 24 and Michael's 23. So it wasn't that long ago that we were in high school, but even now it's more intense and it's, there's more pressure and there's more, um, more struggles. Yeah, just things coming up. Yeah, things coming at you. And so we just want to be able to help you guys walk through this and live a set apart life through these years. And we're not even saying that we have all the answers. Really, we're yeah, we going don't. we're going through this journey with you guys as well. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like it was important to just share our perspective with you guys because there's just something different when you're hearing something from a peer rather than from like a parent or a teacher or a mentor. Those are all amazing people to learn from and glean from. But I just feel like sometimes when I'm talking with a friend and they like say like, oh, bro, I'm doing this or you should do this or this changed in my life. It just has a different impact on my life because I'm like, oh, if he's doing it, he's the same age as me or he just did this or he's about to go through this. It just 
uh, I don't know, it just kind of gets my butt in gear a little quicker or I listen to it a little more openly. I know sometimes it sounds bad, um, but you know, sometimes we can have walls up when we're listening to parents or listening to a teacher. And so that's really why we wanted to come on here and just share with you guys, because we did just go through high school. Um, right now we're about college age. Um, but yeah, and just a few stats that I actually really wanted to share um, was there's this one stat that I heard. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's from like five or six years ago. I'm sure there's an updated stat, but this one's still pretty alarming is of uh, someone going into college in their first year of college, the average is that 75% of Christian kids that go through one year of college walk away from Jesus. Wow. And that all that does is it just really shows me that there isn't a foundation with Jesus. And there isn't an encounter with Jesus that when you go into the world that you're so solid that it doesn't matter if you're being surrounded with all this stuff that is happening in college or friend groups or what teachers are saying or different worldviews that are coming at yeah. you. You that just shows me that People just don't have that foundation with Jesus. So we just want to give you that, give you guys that foundation so that you can be set apart for Jesus. Because if you think about it, you don't actually have to be that young to be set apart for Jesus and live an intimate life of Jesus, uh, life for Jesus. If you look in the Bible, Daniel, David, Josiah, even Josiah was was crowned king at eight years old. David was anointed king at fourteen. Daniel was 14 years old when he was sent to be a servant for the king, and he was a personal servant for the king, and then he was not afraid to step up and be someone who championed Jesus and stand for Jesus' word and relationship with Jesus, and he was only 14 years old. So it doesn't matter that you guys are young. You can be uh, a spearhead for a Jesus movement that is coming in this generation, and we just want to help you guys and equip you guys with those tools. So that's really our heart in doing this podcast, and uh, we just actually want to give you guys a little more background about me and Hannah. And I just wanted to share a little bit more about my story. So I, like I said, I grew up in church. I grew up uh, going to church every Sunday in youth group. Um, I had went to a Christian school, and so I had good friends. But in grade seven, I transitioned into a public school, and I was exposed to a lot of things that I didn't grow up knowing or seeing or understanding. And so in grade eight, I ended up getting into partying, getting into drinking. And my parents had super solid uh, views and morals and they didn't drink. They didn't do any of this stuff. None of this was in our house, but there was this desire inside of me to fit in and to really be set apart, but not in the right way, in the wrong way. And so I started getting into these friendships and these friendships led to partying and led to drugs and led to really just brokenness in general, because by grade 10, I was in a relationship with a guy and I ended up dating him for two years and basically did things that I was super ashamed of. And so I had all this shame and all of this regret and all throughout this, my parents were like praying like, oh, I pray that Hannah will come back to the Lord and will turn from what she's doing. And I was really 
really immersed in a world of sin and in a world of pain and I didn't realize it until my parents sent me to a camp. They sent me to a Christian camp and forced me to go. I did not want to go. I wanted nothing to do with Jesus. It I was an IHOP camp, right? It was an IHOP camp, IHOP's yes, which is like 10 minutes <laughs> from where we live now. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm not going to this camp. Like, you can't make me. Like, I don't care what you say. But they bought the tickets and they literally forced me to go. Wait, can I interject quick? Yeah. Fun fact about Hannah going to this camp. We actually went. So the camp is here in Kansas City. We both lived in Canada at the time. Yes. And we both actually went to this camp in the exact same summer. And we didn't even, like I knew of her growing up. Like I was friends with her brother in like fourth grade, but I didn't know her in high school at all because she went to a different school. And I was but a little crazy. <laughs> she was a little crazy, but it was just crazy uh, that we actually went in the same summer. But anyways, yeah. continue through story. It was super, super cool. Looking back at it now, it's like, oh, the Lord was moving and doing that kind of stuff. Um, and so I went to this camp and I went, I remember going to this camp, showing up and it was registration and they're like, oh, you don't get to keep your phone. And I was like, what? I don't get to keep my phone? What are you talking about? Like, this is me inside. Obviously, I'm really nice on the outside. But I'm thinking all this stuff like, what has my mom signed me up for? Am I in a cult? Like, what is this? And um, and so the first day was a little rough. <laughs> the second day was a little rough. And then um, I ended up meeting this girl. And she kind of had the same story as me. And I, I thought she looked a little rough around the edges like me. So I reached out to her and we started talking and sharing our stories and our lives. And we were really similar. And so we bonded right away. And we actually shared some things with each other that we had never shared with anyone before because we felt so much shame and guilt from what we had done and what, what we were kind of the way we were living. And so we were like talking about it and discussing and they were like we should tell someone like we should tell our counselor and so here we are two 11th graders and we're like let's just go tell her so we go to our counselor and we God was really moving on our heart this whole week and like we both had a lot of brokenness and a lot of shame and and so we went to our counselor and basically we're like our lives are a mess like this is what we've done these are our this is our sin like what do we do? Like, we want a way out, but we don't know how to get out. And it was like a long process of the Lord kind of like bringing stuff up and showing me and revealing things to me. And so I remember after we had said all of our issues, all of our sin, all of our problems, we were expecting her to like judge us and be like disappointed and be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you've done this stuff um, and accuse us. And instead, I'll never forget what she said. She looked at us and she said, girls, you're forgiven. What you've done doesn't define who you are. And you can walk forward from this moment without any shame, without any guilt. And I was like, what? Like, I had never heard that before. And like, I had heard grace in the, in church, but I never really paid attention in church. But like, I'd heard things like that, but never the way she said it. And it's good. Yeah, and so I just remember like this weight being lifted off my shoulder and we were obviously crying. We were like, oh my goodness, like God sees us, like he loves us, even though we've done this, all these things. And 
And so I went back home after camp and I still had all these friendships and I was still in this relationship. And so there were a lot of strings attached still to my life that were kind of like pulling me in two directions. I was like, oh, Jesus or my friends or like, if I, if I go after Jesus, I'll have to get rid of everything in my life. Like my friends that I've had for years, my boyfriend that I've had for years, I'm going to have to get rid of all of these things. And I just don't know if I can do it. Like, God, I don't know if I can do it. Like, are you worth it? And I was like in this tug of war for a week or two. And, and my mom had said that she real, she like had noticed some differences in me. And I was like, no, you don't, you don't see anything. I'm still the same. (laughs) Like, like I didn't want her to see the change in me. Um, I'm still bad. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I was like, (laughs) I'm still a rebel. Don't think too highly of me. Um, and so about two weeks later, I was laying in bed one night and, and I was just like, I had learned at the camp that I could talk to God. And this was the first time that I learned this. Like I didn't know all throughout going to church that I could talk to God. And so I was like, I'm going to practice. Let's try it out, see how it works. <laughs> and so I was laying in bed and I was like, God, I feel like this tug of war. And I don't know if you're worth me giving up my whole life, like turning my life around. I don't know if you're worth it. God, like, can you show me a sign? Can you help me? I know that I need to get rid of these things in my life, but I just don't know how to do it. And if I do it, I need it to be easy, God. I can't, I can't handle it being too hard. And so the Lord did it. Literally that night, um, my boyfriend at the time had reached out to me and we were talking and we had gotten in a fight and we fought a lot. So it wasn't like, it wasn't a rare occasion. And so he had some, basically some stuff had happened and the Lord really showed me that he was real in that moment. And I was like, oh my goodness. What were the things? Okay, so I, like I said, me and my boyfriend fought a lot. And so in that moment when I was talking to God, I was like, God, if you show me that you're real by making it easy for me to break up with my boyfriend, because we had been dating for two years and it had been like an intense relationship. And so I was like, God, if you show me you're real by making it easy when I break up with my boyfriend, then I will follow you. I'll give my life to you. And so I had talked, I had messaged him and I was like, Hey, like, uh, we need to talk. And I said this literally at least once a week, like, because we were always needing to talk. And, um, and right away he said to me, are you breaking up with me? And I was like, Oh my goodness. And what do you usually respond like that? Never. He would like say, he would be, he would just call me or something. And, he would never say that. Never did he ever guess that I would be breaking up with him. And so I was like, that's literally Jesus. I was like, that's God. Like, this has never happened in my life before. This is God. Like, and so I ended up weeping and crying and I like felt the love of God fall on me in that moment. And I felt seen and, and really noticed by God in that moment because he showed up in the way that he did. And so I ended up giving my life to Jesus in that moment, re-giving my life to Jesus, I guess you could say, but fully giving it. And I was going into 12th grade, so it was my senior year, and I 
basically got rid of all my friends. And it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm too good for you. I didn't do that at all. I didn't feel that way at all. I actually still loved my friends a lot and wanted them in my life. But I did know that things were going to shift and things were going to change because my standards and where I wanted to go with my life looked different than where they wanted to go. And it was just different. We just were different at this point. And, and I had, we had all, all of our friendships, all my friendships were based upon drinking and, and really that's about it. And so when I didn't want to do that anymore, I made the decision. I'm cutting out every single thing that is sin. I'm getting rid of it. I don't care what it is. I'm getting it out of my life. And so I really did take a 360 complete turn, like day and night difference. And so I ended up getting rid of friends. I had basically one friend in grade 12 and um, I went from being popular to being a loser and I didn't care. I just wanted Jesus. I just wanted him and I didn't care what it took. I just, I was okay with it and it was hard and it was difficult, but it was so worth it. Like I would never change what I did. It was the best decision I've ever made. And so then I ended up going into YWAM after that. I did a discipleship training school in Medicine Hat where I was born and it was amazing. It really transformed my life and that is where I met Michael. And then we will share in a further episode how we met and yes. how we got engaged and that full story. But I actually want to share with you guys. Thanks for sharing, by the way. I want to share with you guys uh, a little backstory of my life. So... Uh, like I said before, I grew up a missionary kid. Um, my whole family is pretty much in YWAM, like a lot of my family at least, yeah. or has been in YWAM at some point. Yes, and most of them have done DTS at least. Yeah, most of them have at least yeah. done a discipleship training school. If you don't know what a discipleship training school, quick summary, it is a six-month training school to do missions. Um, yeah. You get three months of training, and then you do three months of outreach. Um, it's super amazing. And they're all over the world. They're all over the world. There's bases all over the world. There's like 200 and there's a, it's, it's amazing. It's the biggest missionary movement in history. Yeah. And we get to be a part of it, but it's awesome. So that's why I went. <laughs> but it's awesome. And that's a DTS. <laughs> but back to my story. I grew up a missionary kid. So all the way from birth to about eight years old, I was traveling all over the world with my family. I would go to New Zealand, India. Canada, all over the U.S. Because you were um, living in the U.S. Well, that's where you guys were planted at this we were time, right? Yeah, we were based out of the U.S., yeah. but we just kept traveling, and we would be like three months in India, yes, three months in New Zealand, three months back in right. India, like stuff like that, or Honduras, or just all these different places. Um, so that's what it was like for me until I was about eight years old, and then my parents, um, some crazy stuff happened, and... God called them to Canada. And so they came to Canada when I was seven or eight. I can't exactly remember. But so from seven all the way to, I think, 20 years old, I lived yeah, 20, in Canada. Yeah. That's when I moved back to the 20 States. 20 or 21, so like Yeah. So I lived in Canada, and my parents uh, started a YWAM base. And so that's actually how I met Hannah. But really, I think the main thing with growing up in missions and the intentionality my parents had with me, I'll always be grateful for this part, was a lot of parents, they'll tell you, oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, but they won't tell you why. Like, they'll just be like, oh, don't do that, that's bad. 
And so a thing that my parents did with me, and this is the thing I'm grateful for, is they would tell me the reason why and the reason why I shouldn't do that. And what does the Bible say about this area? Why shouldn't I have those friends? Why shouldn't I partake in that conversation? Um, so it really gave me perspective going into it. And it actually uh, made me able to make my own decisions. Um, I didn't feel like I was being sheltered or I was like being controlled. I felt like, oh, I don't want to be in this conversation because I just don't want to hear those things. Like. The main thing with being set apart is you don't want to create anything that is going to separate yeah. from you and God. Like mm -hmm. I want to keep that relationship as open as possible. And and that's the main reason why I wanted to be set apart. I wanted to have a clear communication and relationship with Jesus. So that's why I did these things. And so as I was growing up, uh, I was able to make the decisions for myself. Um, I was kind of picky with who my friends were. I grew up only listening to Christian music and Christian rap like Lecrae, Andy Mineo, uh, KB, like all those guys. Like I love those guys growing up. And then worship, listen to a lot of IHOP, a lot of Bethel. Um, but yeah, that was just really how I was raised. And I'm super grateful for that because a lot of the stuff that people were just exposed to, I wasn't really exposed to. Um, so that's really awesome, and I'll never take that for granted. But as I was going into high school, I went all the way to ninth grade. I went to a Christian school. Um, it was a good school. Um, but then as I went into high school, I wanted I was a basketball player, and I wanted to play basketball. So this high school that I wanted to go to because they had the best basketball team, and they were in like the – top category that played the best teams and they had the best players from the city. Um, it was a public school and there was no Christian schools in the area. So to for me to be able to go to this public school, um, I'm not saying that like public school is bad or anything or like I, I personally wouldn't recommend going to a public school. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Hannah either. Just listen to my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to Hannah's kidding. testimony. Um but so I went to this public school. I went for two classes because that was the minimum you had to do for being on the team because they didn't want you to, like, take a student's place on the basketball team. So Makes what sense. I did was I would go to math and science in the morning, and then I would come home. And honestly, I actually wouldn't usually even come home. I would just go hang out at the YM base because all yeah. my friends were YMers. True. <laughs> and so then I would do this and then I'll go to practice right after school at like 3.30 and then our games. But the guys um, in the team, they were cool guys. They were fun to hang out with, but we just didn't have the same values and we didn't really talk about a lot of the same things. And um, so I just decided to set myself apart in that area. So like if they were talking about kind of a raunchy conversation, I would just <laughs> I would just put headphones in. And if we're on the bus and they're talking about something that's like a little sexual or something interesting, I would put headphones in. And your dad would drive you sometimes too to avoid putting you in those situations. In those situations, right? yeah. Like if we yeah. had like a road game Which I or think is so cool. uh, that type of thing, my dad would usually drive me so I wouldn't even have to do that stuff. But... I would still try to be friends with the guys. I didn't want to be weird. Yeah. Um, 
But some people did think I was weird. Like, they thought I didn't talk. And they <laughs> thought I didn't really, like, want to be friends with them. But it's not that I didn't want to be friends with them. It's just I just wanted to keep that relationship with God and not be exposed to anything potentially. Um, and I'm not saying that you, anyone should do this. Um, it's just something that I felt to do because we are supposed to be the salt of the world and we're supposed to be in the world. Um, but I just felt like this was something that God was telling me to do, just be set apart and yeah. um, not be put in those situations. So that's what I did all the way through grade 12, and it was super fun playing with that team. I got close to the guys. Um, one of the guys on the team I grew up with all the way from sixth grade. Moy, if you're listening, how's it going? <laughs> What's up, bro? Um, and so, yeah. So then right after high school, I went and did a discipleship training school, just like Hannah. And yeah, so I'm going to stop there because in a further episode, we're going to share how we met, started dating, got engaged, got married, and then... In COVID, during COVID. During COVID. Yeah. Um, so that'd be exciting. But I'm really happy you guys were able to join us today. Yeah, and I just wanted to say one thing. I think that Michael's testimony is so cool because it does show that it is possible to live set apart in high school. Like, it is possible to give those years to God and to actually live them fully for Him, which I just think is so cool. Yeah, and even when you hear that story, don't think, oh, he's so perfect. I definitely <laughs> yeah. I definitely had struggles, and we'll go into it into further episodes. There was things I dealt with, things I had to get freedom from, um, but that's just like a little bit of the basics of my story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited you guys were able to join us today, be able to yes. listen to this conversation we had about our life and why we just want to do this podcast. Um, if you guys want to leave a review down in the uh, review section of whatever platform you're listening to. We'd really appreciate it. Feel free to share this with your friends because we really want to build a community of people who want to be set apart as well and people who want to go yeah. after Jesus wholeheartedly mm -hmm. and not be lukewarm. Um, we want people that are fully in for Jesus and fully want Jesus and want those tools that will help them yeah. to fight against what the world is coming at them with. Um, so yeah, we're super excited to be able to do these further episodes with you guys. Hope you have a blessed day. See you guys later.